she's on the rag. It's that time of the month. Oh, have you heard some of those comments that people make with something as natural as menstruation? Stasha Washburn is revolutionizing the way we talk about menstruation. And in this conversation, it is healing our relationship with menstruation. Join the period coach and I. Welcome to the Global Party Podcast. I'm Jacqueline Best, host and creator of Best Whole New World, where joy, health, peace, love, and wealth are just the natural vibes. I'll be interviewing real people with real stories from all over the world, where they share their transformation, their healing from the inside out. Listen and subscribe and get the health vibe. We can do that in symmetry. <laughs> You've got Stasha Washburn from, well, actually she is in, normally in California, but right now she's just down the road from where Diane Harrison is. It's a little longer road, but she's in Panama, and, right? Or, oh yeah, I saw that. I was watching her video. It was so cool. I was like, oh my God, you're right down the street from me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're having about the same storm coming in. Yeah, it's really bad right now. All of a sudden, just hit. Boom. <laughs> so we're here we are at the Global Party 2017, healing and the uh, from the inside out. And Stasha is going to be talking about healing our relationship with menstruation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you can already tell she's lively. She has this, you know, who talks, them, calls himself a period coach, but somebody that is completely confident confident in her own sense of being and so of course we have a very lovely song to kick this one off that we're going to play a few bars with because you did it Those who hang it around the water cooler will never believe how you're tackling those and puzzle pieces if you can see it before we completed it, before we made it whole. Now you put it all together with a blindfold. You're like a lone game, chuckle who keeps the game going, but you claim the fame as I got to leave no one of the man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking did it. That's such a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we, we. Thank you, Jason Mraz, for sharing that with us. We so appreciate that it was your song and that you were lending it to our party favors today. Jason Mraz would totally be behind this 100% if he knew it was happening. Exactly. So here we go. So we're going to start. How did you ever begin this journey to being a period coach? Well, it started a really long time ago, as a good story does. (laughs) Um, actually it started pretty much right out of the gate when I was in high school and I got my first period and it was really bad, just really, 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 really bad. And, uh, you know, I did the Western medicine journey and they failed miserably. Uh, and so by the time I was in college, I was on birth control and I was on narcotics and I was on birth control that's been recalled because it killed women and thank God got it everybody above. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I couldn't, it wasn't working. So I started my own journey of just 
trying to figure out what to do. And you know, this is before the days of health coaches and Google and I mean, the internet existed, but that was about it. <laughs> so I really did a lot of uh, footwork and talked to people and, and sat and listened to people and her stories and put them all together and started figuring out what was going on. And, you know, I started off as a hormonal balance coach, helping women. And I was a dancer, so I was working with athletes and female athletes to optimize their hormones and their physicality and these things. And um, and one day I was talking to a, uh, a business coach and he asked me what it was I really wanted to do, like what really pissed me off about just life. It was something that pissed me off for a long time. And I went... The fact that every time I get my period and I pass out in public or I have to throw up for two days straight or I'm in such pain that I just collapse, I have to tell people I have food poisoning because they get offended or upset or embarrassed or I'm literally in so much pain that I'm throwing up for days straight, but I have to be careful not to upset other people. And that's not the other people's fault. That's when I realized it was the taboo around menstruation, but that pissed me off so much that I realized I really needed to be the one to say, I'm over the taboo, no more. What do we need to do? And I was talking to one of my best friends and she was like, you should just call yourself the period coach. And I was like, done. And I immediately went online. I found the URL. It was not bought. <laughs> Two minutes later, that was it. Done deal. <laughs> It's true. I mean, the the whole idea that it's something the most natural that we were all created. We, you know, it wasn't like we go searching for it or buying for it or want it. It just happens in our bodies. Right? Yep. It, it is so natural. And why would well, what what do you think really started the separation to create this concept that it's taboo to talk about? I mean, it almost reminds me a little bit of breastfeeding you know, 20 years ago, yeah. so you're in that sort of, you know. For sure. Um, I, we're all in the camp of the patriarchy, which is really the big thing. Um, you know, there were places that women went, red tents and moon lodges, and they were not places you're banished to. There are places women gather to support and, and help each other out and all these really good communal things. In fact, women in the red tent, brought back the next month of direction for the tribe. Oftentimes they brought back a message for the tribe or they were expected to go in during a sacred time and be the channels that we really are during this time. But that's what they did for the tribe. And as the patriarchy rose and as the male dominated one God religions rose, we got separated. And I think the biggest crux for at least Western society mm -hmm. uh, is when the Malleus Maleficarum was published, which is the witch hammer. It's a book on how to torture women and get them to admit that they were witches. Uh, and it's, they spent about 200 years, the church burning women, abusing women, um, murdering women as witches. And because of that hunt, Mm -hmm. Nine million women were murdered over the course of those 200 years. And I think the taboo really got cemented then because women, if you got taken away, you were tortured. And I mean, 
the book, I've read a lot of passages of the book. It's horrific. So women had to stop talking to other women because if you got taken, you were going to give every name you've ever heard, ever known. And it wasn't because you were a witch or anyone else was a witch, but you could, you had to stop associating with other women. You had to start seeing other women as the enemy, as with suspicion. You had to segregate and you had to compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have that community that is genetic for us as women. You know, our stress response is tending to be friend, but we had to fight our very, our very survival instinct to survive that witch hunt. And that's where really, I think the taboo got insulated because that's the common thread we all have. We all bleed, we all bleed together, or we used to. And that was such a common thread that women had to stop that one sacred act that brought them together every month and and see it as a negative, as a literally a life or death situation. So that I think is the biggest stake in the taboo, really cementing it for women all around the world, uh, even in countries that didn't have it, because you see the trickle down and you see how it affects and how those same um, ideas have been perpetrated in countries that maybe weren't dominated by the Western uh, at that time, but you still see that influence in there. So it's really, it's astounding to me how much damage these two monks did with this book, even hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later. Well, we're we're quite the opposite here, right? Because we're talking about healing from the inside out. So we're mm-hmm. dropping that boulder in and we're creating that ripple, you know, big yeah. magnum effect. And I think that's what's going on with everybody in the world now. Everybody's starting to wake up and and it's energetic. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how you feel about past lives and and that dimension, but I kind of think that life is multi-dimensional. It's multi-dimensional. So I used to say to my kids when they were growing up, I go, it's like you're playing a part on channel two, and then you're playing another part on channel three on the TV, and you're playing another part on channel four, right? It's like Meryl Streep, you know, in every different you know role. And they're all happening at the same time, and our little mind can't figure it out. So yeah. when you heal one, you actually, you know, sort of somehow heal the, heal the whole. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, we know that our traumas handed down generation to generation. So logically our healing gets handed down generation to generation. And it's time to stop handing down trauma and start handing down healing. And that's, that's really it. Uh, last time we talked, you asked me what that, world would look like if there was no taboo, if there was no negative to even have. And uh, when I was in my flow, in my period on day one, I really like meditated on that. And I, the very first word that came to me was sisterhood. And then the phrase, the community of sisterhood really fleshed out. And I could just see this beautiful picture of women being able to trust each other again and trust themselves again and really tune into their own bodies and be within their own flow and honor that and and then have empathy for each other and have men coming into that and having that same empathy and understanding and it was really just a very beautiful picture so thank you for that question (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) so in this beautiful picture that we're talking about so we have a cycle now that cycle you want to because some people probably have like really no information other than they know that they bleed every month. So what really goes on with how our bodies relate to nature? Oh, yeah. So 
I think a lot of women, well, I know that a lot of women, because I've talked to them, <laughs> think that their period is just the days they're bleeding, that that's pretty much it. Some women know about ovulation, but that's about it. Um, but it turns out every single day you're in some facet of your cycle. You're in one of four uh, phases all of the time, as long as you're in that fertile years. Um, so it goes along with the phases of the seasons. And it's really a beautiful way to understand it. And it's easy to understand it this way. And we will start with your period because that's the easiest one to see. And that's, that's what we think of as winter. That's the, it's uh, the water energy. It's the winter phase. And it's very important to be deeply nourishing because everything is under that winter hibernation, but all the activity is happening in winter, you know, even though the bears are asleep, they're preparing for the spring. So it's a very important phase. Uh, and then we move into our follicular phase, which is our springtime. Mm -hmm. It's that time the wood, things are growing. It's really great energy. And most women come out of their period and they feel that energy rising. So it's very easy to see that. And you go into ovulation, which is your summer. It's your fire phase. It's the extrovert and everybody comes out to play time. <laughs> uh, and then we move into our little phase, which is the longest phase. It's actually thought of as the late summer and the fall phase. It has two distinct hormonal patterns that happen through it. And the first half is really just kind of you come out of that summer ovulation phase and you start to kind of just go into a nice routine. Things feel good. You feel calm. Uh, and then usually that second week of it is where most women call PMS. Right. That's when the hormones are really going crazy if they're not balanced properly. And that's your fall phase. And a lot of women say they feel very fatigued, get very brain foggy, mood swings, all of those PMS symptoms start to come up. So that's, but that's because we're expected to be in that ovulation, that summer energy, even though we're supposed to be preparing for winter and we're not honoring that segue. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's where all the little um, antidotes sort of to come in to help support you in that particular phase, right? Yeah. That's absolutely. like where you spend most of the time working and coaching with women on, on what to, how they should act and feel and eat and, you know, attend to themselves. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the part where um, when I'm working with business women, they start thinking that they have to scrap everything and start all over. And they don't realize that's actually a PMS symptom because it's not cramping or bloating, which is what we call it. <laughs> um, so so hold on, Sasha, just say that again, because I think it might have just gone right over people's heads. Okay. Uh, a business uh, woman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The fempreneurs of the world, we tend to go into this really, um, I'm a failure. This isn't working. I need to start all over. I need to scrap everything. This is just horrible. I need a new website. You, you go into this crazy space in your head. Um, but it's, it's, it's not, it's just, it's PMS. It's an um, imbalance in your hormones, which most women see in bloating and cramps and mood swings and wanting to murder people with a rusty spoon. And that's totally fine. It's just a part of the process. <laughs> but for a lot of women, especially in the workforce, we feel really unfocused. We have a hard time doing things. We have a hard time getting tasks accomplished that the rest of the month we're really good at. Uh, a lot of women say they can't speak 
like they have, finding the words is impossible and and spelling and typing and all these things so it's just a sign that things are out of balance and we need to come back into that beautiful balance that's built in, into our bodies so what okay this might sound like a silly question but to me i go wow people really go through all those things i mean you know my menstruation was sort of uneventful um i meant chocolate i remember using that as an excuse oh it's, i'm supposed to be, be able to eat chocolate now so um what is it that causes such imbalances besides the whole idea that it's hormonal? Is it just that we're so far removed from our natural order? Well, I look at it from two pronged approach. I look at it from the physical approach, which is the science of things, your diet, your movement, uh, meditation. We know that that really readjusts the brain and recalibrates. Mm -hmm. uh, so I look at it from that physical standpoint, and those things need to shift throughout the month. There's no one diet. There's no one exercise. You you should be going up and down with your cycle, and the diet should be following along and detoxing in the spring and bulking that fiber in the winter, just like you would in a, a year season. It turns out your hormones respond beautifully <laughs> to that every month. Um, which I have a course that's literally us just eating along with our cycles. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Anything, any excuse to eat, really, in my world. <laughs> but then we do look at it from an energetic standpoint because you cannot push yourself into balance. That's just not how it works for women. We cannot push, 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 go, go, go. So that stress and that push and that energy that we're using all of the time needs to also come back into balance. And that's where stress techniques and meditation, I use Qigong. I'm a longtime practitioner of Tai Chi and Qigong. So I pull these things into my practice and we use those to help really start balancing the lifestyle and the energy flow for women. And it really takes both. One does not work without the other. Right. Well, I guess, so you, you the coaching a woman into balance is not a one-off thing. Yeah. It's not like, let, let's just take an hour of your time and, you know, help me out here. This, like you're going to a, you know, a, a chiropractic visit or a doctor visit or something like that. Well, even chiropractic is pretty much repetitive because you're always snapping back into the old pattern. So <laughs> how, long, how long does it usually take somebody to notice results as they start to shift things? Well, some women will see results in a month. We'll do the eating with your cycle for a month. And just because you're forced to slow down and look at things as you're doing this, that really helps. Uh, so a lot of women will see results immediately within that first month. It's the keeping the habit alive that takes the longer time and this, this is where we work you know for three months or six months or a year however long it takes you know and it depends on how out of balance and how crazy life is as well uh, and that really is an individual basis but you can see results within the first month i i went from having periods that were violently bad um to doing this dietary change I also gave up sugar and caffeine and gluten for the month just to do it as all one big, massive, like rip the bandaid off kind of experiment. <laughs> detox, yeah. It worked. Yeah. That, that, that was the first time I'd ever had a, a pain free period in my entire menstruating life instantly. Now, I kept doing that, but 
I also started a business and I went into this very masculine mode and all of the symptoms came right back. And that's really where I learned you, you can't do one without the other. You need both. But it's easier to start with just simply adding in some really good foods. Like that's just a really easy place to start with women. So it's usually where we start. And that's why I have that program that's just eating with your cycle because it's an easy one. It's fun. We exchange recipes. It's like the last place that wants to see your food pictures on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I think you hit on a good point there, the masculine role, right? Like I, I would guess that from my standpoint, when I was the female playing in the masculine community, we were really, you know, being feminists, trying to be men. Mm -hmm. right? We weren't females being in our power mm -hmm. um, of who we really are. So is that part of the whole thing is that we're, we've sort of suppressed this whole idea and wanted to embrace the masculine energy and now it's about rebalancing it all? Absolutely. And I see a lot of people going really far into the feminine side of things too. And that's, you know, then you're dishonoring that ovulation phase, that masculine energy. So it really is about being able to step into that masculine power, which we're much more comfortable in, but then step into that feminine power and be able to just sit back, be eggy, receive, let it come to you. And, and let that be powerful. And that's hard because we're a society that only rewards doing, not being. Oh, I totally disagree with that, okay? Because <laughs> I am setting it right here and now that everybody, by being, you're a gift and you get to receive it all. So open up. This is what it's all about. Health is yeah. natural and thriving. We're changing the way the world works. Right here and right now, you and I, Stasha, we've done it. We put the period. Done. <laughs> Period. Okay. <laughs> um, now, just on the ma masculine side, men, 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 what would you like to say to our men viewers? And how did they, what, what coaching would you give them relating oh, to their? I love this. I get men that ask me things from time to time. Thank you. You're very brave and I'm very impressed. Uh, and I love it because it's, it's everything from, you know, I feel like I go through these cycles every month and you do as a man, you very closely follow the moon cycles just as every human being on the planet does. So you have the same thing. You just don't have the same hormonal flow as we do, but you still have that same thing. So being able to step into that being eggy, receiving power is just as powerful for men as it is for women. Um, and also recognizing that in the women around you and being able to soften when needed and to support and, and, you know, be there is that empathy is such a big, big thing. And while it's not like you're getting a period and you can totally understand, but you understand what it's like to need to slow down. You know, everyone's gotten sick. Everyone's had to take a break. Everyone's had to just calm down for a minute, take a vacation. So it's that very same feeling. So working with men to understand that flow and to recognize it and to see it and to stay in tune with their partner cycle. And, you know, I, the amazing amount of conflict that could be reduced if men just were in tune with their female cycles, they could probably hedge things before they even happened if they knew what was coming up. <laughs> and one of those basic things would be? 
Oh, um, well, supplying chocolate when needed. Things <laughs> <laughs> like when women are going into the little phase, it's when they become very critical of their nesting. It's very nesting. So it's, that's when women start going, oh, my God, the kitchen's a disaster. There's dirty clothes everywhere. I can't believe you can't get your socks into the hamper. What's wrong with you? And all of these like little spats in the house, if you were just paying attention to the cycle and went, okay, she just ovulated. Maybe I should do some cleaning up around the house because this is going to be a problem in a week. Right. Oh my God, just think about how much easier life would be if you could just, you know, go in, tidy up, see that things are put into their places or whatever. And you're, and she'll be looking around go, and she'll notice because this is that phase where women start to notice that much more. Imagine just the flow in the household if you went from little spats during this phase to, oh my God, this is amazing. Thanks, babe. Right. <laughs> well, I'm thinking like I can hear, you know, a guy going, well, that's great, but how do I know when she's ovulating? <laughs> well, this is when we as women need to take responsibility and be into our cycles. But another thing is, as a man, generally women are much more sexually forward during ovulation. So if your lady friend is being a little bit more outgoing, want to go out for cocktails or wanting to go out and do things, that's very often a sign that she's in that ovulation phase or about to be in that ovulation. Okay. Now I'm going, I hear the same thing. Well, she's in the ovulation phase, so she might want more, but like, do I want to have sex with her when she's in the ovulation stage? Uh, hell yeah. That's why there's condoms and diaphragms and spermicide and all of those good tools to use for pregnancy prevention. Uh, Queen's Anne's lace, the seeds prevent an egg from implanting in the womb. There's a lots of things that can be done to prevent pregnancy that don't involve hormonal birth control. So yes, have fun, be safe. <laughs> Queen's Anne lace. Yeah, it's also called carrot seed, depending on where you are in the world. Um, but yeah, it slicks the uterine wall so the mm -hmm. egg can't get a little nesty space to implant. So even if the egg does fertilize, which is very small women for a uh, small window for women to be right. fertile, it's actually a very small window, but um, it does help because then the egg can't implant. And there's, they've done studies that it's shown that there's no buildup. It doesn't stop being effective over time. It seems to be a very reliable, can use, I mean, I haven't used it. This hasn't been a thing. I'm just a good old fashioned condom girl, but uh, I also don't have a long-term partner. And this is what we call safe sex. Yes. But um, I do know women that have long-term partners that have been using it for a long time and had no problems. So, well, that's. That's a great bit of tidbit information. So documenting your cycle, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Do you do things like that with women too? So not oh, only- the Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, on my website, I have a free chart that women can start using. It's a fan mandala, mandala, again, I guess, depending on where you are in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it has everything you need to know and everything you need to pay attention to, to really be spot on for your fertility, for your body, for your cycle, the whole nine yards. And I have a free version. I have a book that has the moon phases that you can buy, but I have that free version out there because I think it's just that important that women should not have any barrier to being able to chart. Right. Yeah. 
And so they're charting, they're figuring this out, they know when they're ovulating, they're changing their eating habits, and basically they're being transformed from the inside out like you were to going from being buckled over and passing out to now, how, how is the cycle for you right now? Today is day one. And I'm here. I haven't passed out. I haven't spent the day in the bathroom throwing up. I'm on no drugs at all. I am drinking some roasted dandelion root tea with a little raw cacao in it. <laughs> uh, and that's it. I mean, I took a nap today, but that, that that's because I, did, I get to take a nap on day one. It's delightful and I like it. So... Uh, yeah, it's an amazing transformation. I've worked with women that have spent, um, Katie, she's one of the most brilliant women. She was just like I was, 20 years of it. And she'd gone to doctors and everything, acupuncturists, everybody in the world. And we just started making some little shifts. And she is one of my loudest um, fans out there. <laughs> because she doesn't, She's she has no more pain. She has no more problems. She's very in tune and in love with her cycle now for the first time ever. And it's hard to go from hating your cycle and really want, you know, I wanted a, I wanted a hysterectomy at the age of 20. Right. Uh, it's hard to, to make that transition, but it can be done. And it, and then you start to see the power that's really there. And it's just a matter of picking it up and using it. So you made that decision to look elsewhere, right? To, to get some suggestions. There's probably a lot of people out there that are just living with it. Yeah. So how do you, I don't know, what would you say to them to let them open the door and say, you know what, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah, It well, it doesn't have to be this way. It's not normal. It's common, but not normal. Ah, very yeah. good. Um, and just because 80% of women suffer with PMS and 75% of women have some kind of PCOS or endometriosis or something does not mean that it is normal. And it's not normal. Humanity wouldn't be here if this was normal. Like, let's just face it. So uh, it's not normal. And actually, one of the best things to do, I think, is just join in a community. I have a Facebook group. It's free. It's open to any woman that wants to join, have a safe place to ask these questions. You know, I can't tell you how many times we get a question that's like, this is probably stupid, but, and I'm like, no, there is no stupid questions. Nobody was taught any of this. It is not your fault. You don't know it. This is the perfect place to ask those questions. And there's myself and there's several other women in there that know that are doctors and they're really good at this stuff, speakers and, and amazing women that are also in there. And we all give you ideas and tips and it's a great place. And you can just ask the questions that you need to ask. We have Menstrual Monday where everyone checks in with where they are in their cycle. So it's really good accountability. We have self-care day on Thursdays where we talk a little bit like what self-care are you doing? And is it, you know, helping the phase of the cycle that you're in? And which is really little things that you do every day to kind of check in and tune in. It's, it's a beautiful place to just get started and see the possibility that's out there. And it's free and it's, you know, there's no obligation. So uh, is it, what's the name of the Facebook group? The Red Circle Lady Business. <laughs> so the Red Circle Lady with the L-D-A-D-Y business or biz, business? Bullet. Okay. Yeah. And, and where can they get you? At the periodcoach.com? Yep, that's it. 
And uh, there you have the moon chart, right? They can ch chart their cycle. Yeah, on the front page, if you scroll down, it's on there. And uh, I think right now there's a pop-up for eight of my favorite foods to help defeat PMS right now on it. And it rotates between the fan and food stuff and fun things. But there's always freebies on there for you to pop on. And the periodcoach.com slash blog, I've just recently been posting a bunch of things uh, food related that are really helpful for dealing with PMS and uh, some of these hormonal imbalances. So lots of lots of free goodies on there. That's awesome. Hold on. I have a um, okay. So Stash Anna is saying good that you offer uh, a safe aha uh -huh, a space a safe space to talk about this. Okay, that's that's true because that's it. If it's taboo. Mm -hmm have a place to go yeah. now um, just as we're wrapping up here um, I went right out of my head there it was like okay this is gonna be a good point to to finish off on on cycles and menstruation but I guess it's irrelevant so breathing breathing does it fit into this idea of bringing presence back into the body Absolutely, absolutely. One of my favorite um, meditations that I teach is a breath one that you bring the breath in through your third eye, you inhale through your third eye, really clean, clear chi in. You bring it down to your womb space, which is your lower dantian in Qigong and Tai Chi traditions. It's that under the belly button, pelvic cradle space. You just bring that good clean chi in there. You let it infuse into that womb, into that whole pelvic cradle area and then as you exhale you can get rid of any stagnant chi anything that's blocking your flow any trauma anything you push it out the zenith the very top of your head it's an acupuncture point mm -hmm. as if you were just a dolphin playing in the waves blowing out the junk and let it come down to the earth let it compost into good clean chi in the earth again and you just keep breathing in good chi into the third eye bring it down let it infuse the womb Exhale any junk until you've got a nice, clean, beautiful chi river floating in and out, just down and out. You can kind of keep doing it, and it just it feels so beautiful. And it really, it's something that I do whenever I start to feel cramping start to come up because it really can help ease cramping. It was used as a, a pain meditation to help relieve pain, too. So not only does it help with any kind of old chi or trauma or anything that's in that space, but it also can help with physical pain as well. And have you had to use that meditation today on day one? Uh, I, yeah, I woke up at 4 a.m. when the first wave hit and I came in bed and I lay down and I just did that meditation for like probably half an hour. And then uh, oh God, I felt so much better and I just kind of kicked back and made some tea and read a little bit and then I took a nap and then I got up and then I, I did a little bit more of that meditation as the day started because I went into work mode there and I had <laughs> I felt the I felt the, the headache or I felt like that right yeah start to creep up and I went oh god what am I doing sacred day stop it did a little meditation made myself look beautiful cup of tea, a little chocolate, a little chocolate, and, and got my book out and just sat down and read my book, and it was much better. Well, thank you for sharing your day one, because I, I'm giving permission to everybody that day one is rest day, okay? 
You heard it here first. Yes, you have permission. You might have to do things. You might have an interview scheduled and that's just how it goes, but that doesn't mean that you can't take the rest of that time for some space. <laughs> You've done an excellent job. Uh, we so appreciate it on day one that you're so vibrant. We would never have known if you hadn't shared. But this is why I share. <laughs> <laughs> to know that really your menstruation cycle can just be easy and flowing. It might have, you know, a little bit of moments, but you can breathe and let it go. Yeah, or absolutely. watch your foods or, you know, there's all kinds of little things that Stasha obviously has ready for you on her website and or join her Facebook group. And there's a group that's obviously ready to help. Oh, yeah. Big time. You're awesome. I so appreciate you standing out for everybody and creating this sisterhood that we all love and respect each other, that you have that vision, because I do believe that that's what's going on now. We're all realizing, you know what? We're all perfect the way we are, so let's just release the generational stuff and come together and embrace a whole new generation. Yes. So from your mouth to the universe ears. <laughs> it is. And so it is, as Michael Beckwith would say, well, you call it into being when two or more are in agreement, and so it is, and so it shall be, and it is here right now, period. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I hope the storm just goes right over and it's uneventful and that you just have a very restful rest of your day. Perfect. Thank you so much. This has been great. I've been loving watching everybody. <laughs> Thanks for being Thanks. with us. Bye. I believe your inner guidance is given to you to help you move towards the desires of your heart, the dreams, the visions that you have had or have. It will get you from the place where you don't know what your inner guidance feels like or you're feeling this inner conflict. You feel like something is off, but you're thinking that you must be mistaken. You're feeling like somehow you're being controlled and you might end up feeling like you take that out externally on someone else acting out or you may even take that out on yourself holding that resentment with inside and listening from a space of doubt and mistrust and constantly searching for answers. You could be zoning out, just uncomfortable in your body. You could be faking it till you make it. All of this is a good indication that you are neglecting listening to your inner guidance. And if you are ready to step into this transformation where you can have peace and contentment and playfulness and appreciation for life, it's like magic happens. It's a whole new normal because it's a natural that's designed specifically for you. That's why I call it your best whole new world. And that's what I love helping people do because I was there once. And thankfully, I took that leap back in 1991. So I've done the journey. I've had the experiences and I've even written the book, Trusting Your Intuition, Discover Your Superpower in 10 Days, available at Amazon or on my website.
at bestonlyworld.com. You can also join me on um, a group program, book a one-on-one session, or get on the wait list for the next uh, masterclass. Join the movement. One billion people healed from the inside out, trusting their inner guidance, enjoying the journey of their heart's desires, and living in their best whole new world. Your best whole new world. You deserve it, don't you think? <laughs>